Welcome to the Better Together from a Man's Perspective podcast with your host, serial entrepreneur, philanthropist, and international best-selling author, Bart Butler, where we discuss faith, marriage, family, and business, along with today's relevant news. We also share practical tips from his book, Redemption, The Real Price of Success, and show you how to learn, overcome, acquire, and most importantly, never, ever give up. So if you're ready to be part of this life's journey, then here we go. Better Together is sponsored by Redemption, Grace Extended, and The Real Price of Success. Buy it on Amazon or direct at www.thebartbutlerstory.com. Here's your host, Bart Butler. Welcome to Better Together, A Man's Perspective. Uh, This is my very first show. My very first podcast ever, so uh, bear with us as we uh, work this out, Um, but uh, we hope that uh, you'll enjoy this show and the ones to follow, and um, that you'll learn a few things, have some fun. I have a special guest today, Mr. Christopher Massey, who was uh, a great friend from back, uh, you know, for quite a while uh, from our old church, and uh, we're going to get into it. Uh, um, Chris, uh, you want to introduce yourself? and. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, hello, everybody. Um, the Better Together uh, family, as we'll, you know, call you. <laughs> that sounds good. I like that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Listeners and followers, uh, we appreciate you guys coming in. Yeah, thank you for having me on the show. I, I truly appreciate it. Um, definitely from from the old church, man. I'm glad yeah. that we all, always stay connected. We have. <laughs> Good times, man. Well, both times. of us have uh, stayed together outside the church. Right, 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 right. Inside the church. But that's a whole other topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A whole yeah. other topic. So uh, um, uh, let me talk about um, the uh, the show first, uh, what it's going to be about, and then we'll talk about the book a little bit, tell you a little bit about myself, and then uh, Chris and I are just going to chop it up a little bit and have some fun and uh, talk about uh, today's topic, which will be the overriding theme of the show as we go forward. So the show is called Better Together, A Man's Perspective. And um, I am a, a serial entrepreneur, philanthropist, and uh, uh, as of a year ago, international best-selling author. Um, I grew up in the hood in Washington, D.C. I'm the youngest of eight, five boys, three girls, and I'm the only boy to live past the age of 30 which um, shocks a lot of folks. Um, but uh, if you know anything about uh, D.C. back in the day and New Orleans, which is where my family's from, you know that uh, that's not rare, um, that it's a common occurrence, that violence uh, kills a lot of all black men. And uh, that's why I um, wanted to write this book to tell my story, the uh, trials and tribulations that I've gone through in my life, um, talk about my family, my faith, and uh, those are the two things that have really caused, given me the um, drive to endure. One thing that we'll talk about a lot is uh, my one of my philosophies is never, ever, ever give up. And if you're a sports fan, you know Jimmy Valvano, who uh, the legendary coach won the title um, NCAA championship years ago. He died of brain cancer, <clears throat> and he gave a great speech at the ESPY Awards, and that's one of the things he talked about. He said, never, ever, ever give up, and I'll never remember, I'll never forget that championship because uh, he won it with a, 
a couple of guys from my old hood in D.C. They were the Matthew boys. <laughs> I went to Dunbar, and uh, back in the day, we had some legendary battles. And uh, Sidney Lowe and, and Witt from DeMatha um, were the, the stars of that team. And uh, when I got to Virginia Tech, it was a bunch of more DeMatha boys that uh, uh, I helped Tony Page and, and uh, helped us to uh, uh, succeed in, in uh, football there. So the, uh, the, the book is my story. Um, it, it talks about uh, my journey, how um, I survived the hood, got out, went to college, graduated. And, um, and now I want to give that opportunity to other young black men from D.C. and Baltimore. So uh, we started a scholarship, my wife and I, Monica Butler. We've been married for uh, Monica Mary Butler. Been married for uh, over 30 years now. And um, she is, uh, yes, that's, that's, yeah. <laughs> there you go, right? <laughs> I mean, that's the purpose of the show, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Better together, yes, despite uh, things that come up, which we all know will. Um, so she's joined me on this journey to uh, uh, get this book done, and um, we want to uh, promote it so that because uh, the proceeds go to benefit the scholarship, which is the Bartholomew Butler and Brian Keith Roberts, uh, great Omega, a friend of mine, uh, back from the hood and uh, back in the hood days, and uh, it's going to go to benefit brothers from DC and Baltimore who want to go to Virginia Tech and want to provide educational pathways for them so that they can do what I did. And, and, and there was a whole village that helped me get out of the hood because uh, they looked at the situation that we were in and they said, one of these boys got to get out. And I was the only one to really get past 30. So, um, uh, and, and over the next few months, we'll get more into that story. But uh, the book's called Redemption, Grace Extended, The Real Price of Success. It's the sponsor of this show. It's uh, and we'll get in certain aspects of the book, but um, the whole purpose of it is uh, to uh, fund the scholarship. So the show itself is going to be a just basically a monthly conversation with good brothers like Chris to talk about marriage and faith and family, business, uh, news of the day. I won't get too deep into politics um, uh, because I I tend to. I'm very political, <laughs> and these days uh, it's. Uh, it's a rabbit hole that you really don't want to get caught up in too much because it's a swamp out there. So anyway, um, Chris, you got any thoughts? Uh, on, on business? <laughs> well, <laughs> on the politics of the day. <laughs> oh, wait, where do you want to start? All right. Well, tell us about uh, uh, your wife sure. and uh, your, your family, uh, how you guys met. Sure, sure, sure. So um, uh, we actually met online. We met online through Facebook. Okay. Um which we always kind of laugh about because we still don't know like who friended who we even went back. It was like, okay, when was the first part of the conversation? Is that a, is that a topic, a debate item? They're like, no, you did. I yeah, no. So it's just, you know, we're just curious, like, okay, when, and it was probably, I always tell it's probably me. Like I typically people send me friend requests all the time and right. we usually have a lot of mutual friends. So I'm like, well, maybe I can get a benefit out of this something. Um, so, um, that's where we met and she started, um, answering my questions that I asked. So I asked daily questions on Facebook and, you know, she started asking questions at the time I was, you know, two years divorced and single. And I was looking at that time. I had took the time to, you know, heal and go through yep. that process yep. and all that. So yep. I've been there, been there myself. <laughs> so, um, so what wound up happening is, you know, 
she had answered something and I was like, okay, I like, you know, I, I like the answers. I typically just kind of read everybody's answers, but I liked her answers. You like so what you were getting. What yeah, you were so I, I always tell her, I, um, I Facebook stalked her pictures and she always laugh and shake her head like, but I did. So I just kind of tried to find something about her. Right. And then I asked out, I was like, hey, you know, let's, you know, I love the conversations that we are having, you know, through, through comments. And I had asked out on a coffee date, and she was like, "Sure." So we um, we actually didn't go for a coffee date. We went to um, main event in Columbia, and we and we had a good time. And from there, we just kind of um, we just kind of. How long ago was that? That was in 2018. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> that was in two. And it's so funny and it's so odd. Um, we got married in 2020. We had a COVID wedding, so it was you only okay. ten people there. Uh, because of the restrictions, only right. ten people could come. Um, but um, well, I yeah. applaud you guys for not putting it off, like a lot of people did. Oh yeah, yeah, no. I mean, you know, we are going to renew our vows and have a big, bigger wedding. But we we kind of knew what we wanted, so uh, we didn't we didn't want to wait. As soon as they opened up the courts to allow us to mm-hmm. get a certificate, um, we we did it. But it's so crazy how things worked out and how such a small world it is. So as we were courting and dating, we found out that she went to, she graduated with my sister, with my younger sister, the exact same school, exact same class. Did, did they know each other? Um, They knew of each other, but they okay. didn't know, like yeah. they weren't like they weren't friends. friends. Like they didn't hang out. They think it's thieves now, but. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a good thing. <laughs> um, she worked at the same job at the time. Well, not at that time when we met, but previous years, she worked at the same job as my god sister. Uh, me and her brother, we graduated from the same high school, just different years. It was like all of these things. And then ironically, when we met, it was like August, like like mid-near August when we kind of started okay. talking. Yeah, uh, We got serious in September, and it just so happened that it was around the time that um, my mother's birthday was coming up. So... I was like, well, why don't you, you know, come over and celebrate my mother? She met my entire like. Wait, 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 wait. You you invited her to meet your mother? Yeah. Okay. Early on. Early on. Early yeah. on. Because okay. I, I mean, I knew. Let's I, talk I, about I that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you know, a lot of guys yeah. don't do that. Um. So I knew. I knew what I wanted. I knew, um, what I didn't want. Okay. Prior to her, I went on several dates. Pay for a lot of first dates. <laughs> and uh, I need, you know, I, one thing I was learned, it like car shopping. What <laughs> thing, uh, it can be, <laughs> okay, all right. you know, one thing I did was become intentional about what I wanted. I didn't want to waste great. time, especially after, you know, you go through a divorce. It's like, do I want to deal with this again? I really don't, right. but I know the word of God. So I know I'm going to have to get married. I can't, you know, right. be right, living right. out here in sin. So, <laughs> but, and, and, uh, and let me applaud you for that brother. And, and that's oh, yeah. one of the reasons why, you know, I wanted you to be my very first guest because mm-hmm. I know you're a strong brother, yeah. uh, not just a strong brother, but a man of faith, man of principles, a uh, man of business. I, you know, I, I'm not on Facebook a lot, I call it book face because it's like, <laughs> I'm, I'm just, you know, uh, but, but I, I see what you're doing and, and I appreciate you. So I just want to say that. So go, so go on. Oh yeah. No. Face. So, um, she wanted to meet my, my mother my brothers, my sister. And ironically I had to run something to my dad. And so she met my whole immediate family. family. <laughs> wow. And I, I always laugh because we, we talk about it every now and then. It's just like, man, like, 
everything kind of just worked that way. And I know it was scary for her. Like I'm meeting all I, these people. I know, right? Yeah. Just soon. And then probably two months in, my nieces were like, can we call her Aunt Brittany? I was just like, wow. If, if two months in. Want. Yeah. Like it's almost like the whole family, like really loved Embraced her, her because of that. So, um, that's our me story. I mean, we, you know, we met on Facebook and, um, I'm glad I kind of <laughs> leaped in her DMs. <laughs> as, as yeah, people say, did you call it Facebook stalking? <laughs> oh, I told her I stalked her Facebook page. Okay, it just okay. really means just going through I, her I, I get it. You're going through, yeah, yeah checking just, her out. Just right? trying to see what kind of person she is, what kind of pictures she posting. Like, is it ratchet or they, Where do you go? You know, there you go. Make sure, you know, <laughs> I'm in the right lane. So, well, that's it's almost like interviewing, right? Cause, uh, you know, uh, uh, Monica and I have a son. Uh, Mitchell, daughter, Sydney, and uh, we always talk about, um, and Mitchell actually mentioned that to us, you have to be careful what you put online because mm-hmm. potential employers are looking into social media to see what type of person you are. So right. I get what you're saying. It, it was almost like, you know, I got to interview this person. And, and on, on that note, I got to add this before we, we get into the next question. Um, when I met my wife, uh, I'm seven years older, and uh, she comes from a family of uh, preachers and teachers. And so I, I kid with her a lot, and I say, uh, you know, I came from the hood. You're like the T.B. Cosby family. And, and they really were. I mean, yeah. very well educated, you know, really strong middle-class family, preachers and teachers. And uh, um, and that's what I wanted. Like you said, you know, I was divorced, didn't have any kids in the first marriage, and I kind of felt like I was forced into that because I was backed into a corner and um, didn't want to say no. Right. So I did it. And I stayed in for three years, but I knew from the before I even did it, it wasn't going to work. Right, right, right. So I knew what I wanted, just like you did. Yeah. And her parents, uh, when uh, I met them, uh, actually they requested an interview. They mm-hmm. said we want to meet him. Yeah. And uh, and it was basically an interview. And uh, she was uh, she would tell you herself she was you know she she was like she was mad she was like. Why are you doing this? <laughs> and, and, so, and I said, no, it's cool. This is great. This is what I want. This yep. tells me what kind of family you're from. This is what I need. This is what I want for my children, right? So it was totally fine, and I, and I embraced it. Yeah, absolutely. I think if, you know, as an encouragement, I think if more families did that, if more people did that, you know, her brother, her brother reached out, and he was like, I want to meet him. Um, <laughs> okay, there you go. Her older brother, he's... I can't remember how many years older, but um, so we went um, probably around, I want to say this was around Christmas time. It was around Christmas time. Yeah. Um, that same year, he, you know, he was like, you know, I want to meet him. I want to sit down and talk to him. And, you know, one of the first things he said was, he said, you know, I knew, I could tell by the way that my sister was that, that you were good. Like, wow. You were good. Like, wow. I didn't have to, you know, come jack you up or she didn't have to call me. (laughs) Like, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, I always say this and I've said this on uh, Facebook before, you know, one of the things that a lot of people do is try to, and I get it. You want to see where it's going, but I think you should put it. Like if you're serious about this person, I think you should put them in front of family or somebody up front, let them get a feel. I feel like people date for six months and a year and you already invested all this time. And now you know, they change on you, but you never had an opportunity to have somebody look at them and get a feel of them. You, you know, know that, that, that's so. a great point because when I got married the first time, it the dating was when I was in college. Right. So I only really got to spend time with this young lady on spring break 
and summers mm-hmm. and I was working during the summer. Mm-hmm. You know, I was always on the grind. So when it came time to, uh, you know, to, to get married, I really didn't know who she was. Right. So to your point, you know, it's, I think it's great and refreshing that, that they hear someone else say that um, they embrace that and they like that. Oh, yeah. And we need to do that more and more and more. Absolutely. So uh, tell, you guys have, so you are, what, four years in? Uh, yes, four years in, um, f- no, five. Five years in dating. Okay. And um, in June will be our third anniversary. Okay. Yep, 2023, June. Yep. Any, any kids yet? I don't know. Yeah, we have a three-year-old son. Okay, excellent. Yep. All right, yep. well, tell, tell us a little bit about him. Yeah, um, man. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Carter's three, um, three going on 10. Okay. Uh, he's such a smart kid, such a, you know, whimsical kid. Um, I like the name, Carter Massey. <laughs> yeah, Carter, yep. Yep, Carter Massey. Yeah, he, um, my parents, all, the, all of the, all the grandchildren's names start with K, so. Okay. My wife was okay with that. I told her, I was like. That was up front. This is the thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, when we got pregnant, I mean, she already knew, but, um, so she picked Carter and. We agreed, and she was okay with the K. So, um, but Carter with the he's, K, I he's like three. That. He's going on four. Um, just, I mean, quickly growing, quickly understanding. Uh, you know, he's a three-year-old boy, so a lot of energy and, and trying to figure out himself. And mm-hmm. so, you know, sometimes it's patience. Lord, you learn patience with with little children. I mean, of course. When they get older, it's even more patience because they get even more opinionated. I'm sure you too. Well, we can speak to that. <laughs> I'm sure you can we, speak we, to that. We, we got a 26 <laughs> and a 28 year old. Uh, sometimes you yeah. want to, uh, <laughs> yeah. But you remember exactly. that's what you you, pray. you you remember yourself. Yeah, yeah. You pray God for children. So let me ask God you, what you asked for. So you mentioned that. So he's three, going on ten. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you find sometimes that the kids today are so different? Then and I'm I'm a lot older than you. I, I'll be 62 mm-hmm. uh, this year. Um, and uh, but I have a very youthful spirit. Yeah. And most of my friends are around your age, mm-hmm. which is kind of crazy. Monica says that all the time. Most of your friends are in their 40s. So <laughs> what's up with that? I said I don't know. I just got a youth youthful spirit. But um, you know when back in my day, we didn't have social media. We didn't have all these distractions, and you were just a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but today I think it's a lot tougher. So from a perspective of uh, being a parent of a, a young child today, talk about that a little bit and what those challenges are. Um, so it's just trying to parent your way. It's just <clears throat> trying to parent your way with it, with everything going on and everybody's so sensitive. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, you know, and me and my wife have had, me and Brittany have conversations about this. Like, you know, we're not going to be apologetic about how we raise our son. You okay. know, we had strong foundations um, and that's what we're going to give him. And we're going to teach him what we want to teach him. And, and that's going to be that, you know, and when he gets older, if he changes his opinion on a few things, then. Did you give him the foundation? Him. Yeah, but I'm, I'm going to give him the foundation of what I've been taught and, um, and, you know, so I wouldn't say that it's different. Um, I would say that the kids are, you know, a lot more expressive. I mean, I'm sure you can account, even me, um, you know, when I was a kid, you know, you, you didn't have an opinion. 
Yeah, right. stayed in the child's place, and that <laughs> was it. That, if, that was it. If you try right. to get in grown folk business, they let you know. They, they let you know real quick. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. So, but now these kids, they they get to you know. I always get on my mother and I get on the grandmothers on Facebook. I'm like. Everything that we couldn't get away, y'all allow these grandkids exactly. to get away with. Like they, they can choose what they want for dinner. And if you make something they don't like it, well, let's give them something. And they else. can give it back. And they don't like, have to eat it. I was told if you don't like what's eating, you're going to be at hunger. You that know was what it. I'm saying? I <laughs> so. hated liver and onions growing up. Liver, and, and, peas. I, I, I love peas. My wife hates oh, peas. Yeah, I, and, but now she you. likes peas. Monica understands. <laughs> she <laughs> understands. But um, but but now it's like you know, like I. I try to make sure there's a balance, like because yes. you know we went outside and we played. And Carter is—he loves his iPad, but he's also an outside Excellent. kid. He loves Excellent. going outside, so I, I try to muster up the energy, even if I'm tired. Say this is important to him. Like sometimes, even now, when, like I was watching the playoffs last night. And you know there was a time when it's like just, Steph got closed out, didn't he? Uh, Second, the Golden State they lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah. lost. I, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't. I, I missed it. And you know Steph's <laughs> dad uh, uh, went to Virginia Tech. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Del yeah, Curry played ten years yeah. with uh, I used, Charlotte. I used to play with. Uh, I used to use him in live when I when I played when he was in the NBA. Really? But, uh, <laughs> okay. All right. A lot of people don't know that. Yes. Yes. But um, but there are times when he just like I just want to play, so I, yeah. I'll put the phone down and. Um, if I'm if I'm too distracted, he'll remind me. He'll say, "Come on, Daddy, put the phone down. Let's play." That's so awesome. I try to I try to make sure that I give him a voice. Um, I try to make sure. I, I think I think now it's so important that these children have voices because there are a lot of a lot of us our age that are still damaged, and we may not look damaged, but we're damaged because we were Correct. always told to be quiet. So um, that's what it's been like. It's been fun. Um, it's been a great experience to be, you know, his father. Uh, my mother joked me. She was like, "You waited till you, you know, you waited till your late thirties to have a kid." I'm like, "That's for all, all of my friends of my age that went to high school with me. Most of them, they kids just graduated high school." Right. <laughs> <So laughs> but you know what? It's, it's okay. And yeah, I mean, she she doesn't mind. I know, you know she doesn't mind. Just, but just, but you yeah, know, yeah, it's, it's like a joke. I, it's been it's been a blessing though. Been and, a blessing. and what's the uh, I can't recite it, but what's the scripture about waiting on the Lord and? And everything, you know, comes when in due time. Yeah, in due time. Yep, you know, yep, yep. I don't remember the, the scriptures, but I know what you're talking but about. But, you know, yeah. God knew and you knew when it was time. Yep. And now, and you're ready to parent that child. And I think that's something that um, people take too lightly. They may be ready to have kids, but really they're not ready because right. they don't have a plan. You guys had a plan. You knew how you wanted to parent your child. Mm-hmm. You knew what they, um, you know what those parameters would be and how you would want, want to raise them. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it was, it was going to be a foundation in price because that's what you were brought up with. Yeah. And I think, you know, some of the problems, a lot of the problems that we have today is the breakdown of the family unit, mm-hmm. the breakdown of brothers, black men being in the church, because mm-hmm. let's be honest, let's be real. You see a lot more black women in the church than mm-hmm. you do brothers. And why is that? I mean, what, what do you, what's your opinion on that? <laughs> Uh, you know, I I have a lot of opinions on it, but um, I would sum it up to say that um, I think the church has done a disservice, not all churches, but, mm-hmm, but of course. Uh, done a level of disservice to uh, both men and women. Um, I won't just say men. Um, why are there more women? I think that, ch- you know, I, I'll say this. I hate to separate the church, but it is separated. So, um, you know. We yeah. understand that, but 
Um, I think the black. What does your shirt say? Just be authentic. Keeping yeah, it just real. Just be authentic. Yeah, so no, that's exactly. Keep it real, brother. <laughs> um, but what I, what I would say and what I've seen, what I will say and what I've seen that you know the 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 black church has catered more to to women than men. Okay, and that's that's why you see more churches filled with you know women and more women than men, and you know some churches are. A change in the curve, like you know, you think about how the church was built. It was built on men, and men served. But you have a lot of churches where you know women are doing all the serving, and the men are sitting. Exactly. And it's like no, like the men. Not that women shouldn't serve. I'm not saying that because I don't no, I, nobody I, no, in no, my no, inbox. No, no, but no, I what I'm saying is, you should have a representation of more men being <clears throat> ushers, more men serving. People should see that families, and also you know, families are broken. Right. Yeah. Um, for whatever reason, I'm not going to, you know, yeah. get the agenda talk, but for whatever reason, families are broken. So you still have a lot of single mothers still mm-hmm. doing their job. Shout out to them. Still getting the kids to church, making sure like we're going to have some foundation. You know, dad might not be here. Uh, but, you know, my hope and prayer is that as as co-parenting comes along that, you know, that's one <clears> thing <throat> that we can see. Like, hey, dad, come to church with me. Or, hey, exactly. it's important to me to be in the same church as my child, regardless if me and his mother together or, or whatever the dynamic is, um, you know, vice you versa. Can continue that. Yeah, even though just continue You that. guys may not agree, but you, for the benefit of the child, child that you right. guys brought in together, mm-hmm. you know, and one thing I can look back on my own upbringing, my parents, you know, death did them part. My dad died, actually he died um, right after I graduated. Mm. Um, when he came down for my graduation at Virginia Tech in 84, um, he had some, problems getting around campus with breathing mm-hmm. you know and um so he went to the va because it was a vet and they said you're stage four lung cancer mm. he smoked two packs a day mm. and uh, they gave him 90 days he lived 120 days he never really had a career he was a functional alcoholic my mom worked 40 years in the department of defense mm. and uh eleanor roosevelt actually recruited her from new orleans to come to dc as uh, she had a secretarial program and that's how my mom came to D.C. Wow. My dad was uh, uh, born and raised here in St. Mary's County. And um, even though he was not the kind of dad that provided for his family, he was always there. Right. And he's the one that taught me how to drive. He gave me my first cigar. Uh, he also gave me my first bottle of bourbon. <laughs> you know, uh, but he was always there. That's and, good. That's uh, good. you know, it, exactly. And and it wasn't the ideal situation, but the fact is that he saw that. And what it taught me was this is what I want for my family. Right. And I think that's something that we as uh, <clears throat> men in general, but specifically brothers, black men, yeah, we got to stand up and do that. So let's talk a little bit about um, – um, it's been, you guys been together for five years, married mm-hmm. for three, four. Yeah. What challenges have you had, um, that you can speak <laughs> of? Um, and, and how did you work through those things? <laughs> Let me call and get permission. Real quick. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so challenges. So, you know, um, for us, I think we've had less challenges because when we first started dating, um, we, we asked like some, we had some tough conversations up front about our up past, front. about okay. like our expectations. Like um I'll get to your your question, but yeah, 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 no worries. When when I kinda was on the dating scene, you know, the first question I asked on the first date for every woman that I went out with was, you know, do you have any kids? Do you want any more? 
And wow, you asked that question. Yeah. <laughs> again, I didn't. I didn't want to. I didn't want to waste my time, and I didn't want to waste her time. Right. So it's like, why don't we get out the the stuff yeah, right let's now? Get that stuff it's like, out on the table. why date somebody you know ten times, twenty times, and then just to you wasted all of that time. Life is precious. You don't have time. You don't. We're no, not promised you. tomorrow. No, so we're not. I didn't want to waste my time. So that's what I asked. That was my question. Do you have kids? Do you want any more? And pretty much um, all of them, but one had children. And the one that did didn't have a child, she didn't want anymore. Well, when I met Brittany, she didn't have any kids. And she wanted kids just like I did. So, you know, that was like we, we I mean, we asked some tough questions. So um, challenges that we've had, um, I would say for me, um, it's, it's, for me, it's been um, just unrealistic expectations. Okay. Like some, like expecting her to have the same faith level that I have. Not to say that her faith is weak. <clears throat> she just operates differently than I do. Okay. Um, hers is, you know, I can be compulsive and all over the place where she's more planned and detailed and like, hold on. <laughs> like, okay. So, but think about that. That's a good mix, right? Yeah. Oh, it is. If you both were. Compulsive, Compulsive. Right. Right. or the opposite, you yeah, know, yeah. Um, it, it may not work. And I right, would say right. my wife and I are very much like that as well. So, yeah. so, 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 but what was happening originally, like, you know, where it was causing issue is just like, I would get mad at her. I'm like, well, this is how I operate. Like I'm, I'm okay. compulsive. Like if I want something, not that I like spend, you know, money, I'm just talking about anything. Like I could be like, man, I, I'm, so I want to go to New Orleans. Okay. But let me just stop planning. She was like, well, did you think about this? Did you think about that? I'm like, why? You know what I'm saying? Why? And it's just like, and then it's, you know, certain things. Um, but it's so funny because everything she is is everything that I pray for. It doesn't mean right. that she's perfect, but right. God knew exactly what I needed. What and you I, needed. I needed Who somebody needed. that could hold me accountable. But what I was seeing originally before, before, before I took a step back and had to check myself was, you know, I was just like, man, it would be like, hey, like she would always remind me of stuff. And I'm like, do yeah. I do I look like I need a reminding? Like she's like, no, I just I want you to just remember. And I used we, to we get... call it over communicating. <laughs> <laughs> but see, I used to I used to get mad at that. But then one day it clicked when I was in my prayer time with God and he just reminded me this is what you needed. Yes. And every time I would check myself and I'm quick to apologize. I don't, I, she knows I don't hold grudges. Even if you did wrong and I'm mad at you, I'm like, all right, you let it go. We can, like, get, we can get it over. So moving on. So it was just a different, I mean, we just operate differently. Um, to kind of sum it up, we, we, um, operate differently. I'll, I'll give you an example. I, you know, when we met, um, last time I told you about, you know, the marriage gatherings that we had and, right. Um, <laughs> so we had a, uh, we had a communication uh, issue that I, I had to realize something. I had a, a, it was a good revelation, but it only came from God because I had to throw flesh out the way and trust me, it was hard. Um, but she had, so we were hosting it at our home and I, I get, you know, the dynamic in general, the house represents the woman. So if somebody comes in the house and they see the house messed up, they're going to the woman. Like, Correct. Why is your Not house us. like this? Right, right. right the men right. don't get that. <laughs> no, exactly. We get everything else. So like, exactly. Yeah. The, right. the, the house. So she was like, you know, she, you know, got that anxiety going, like people going to be in my house. I want to make sure everything's straight. So I'm like, all right, what do you need me to do? Like, just, you know, so instead of asking to do, asking me to do things, she was like, 
oh yeah, go do this. And I'm like, <laughs> it took a second. I was okay. like, <laughs> can you, I said, can you ask nicely? Like, right. And it's not that I'm sensitive. It's just like, I don't want you telling me what to do in a sense. Like you like, like giving, pointing me down, like giving me orders. Yes. Like, no, I ask. I'm going to do it because I told you. So then I, I had to apologize to you her. You would have done it anyway. Right. I was going to do it anyway, but I'm like, that's not her intention. Correct. Her intention is this house needs to be spot clean when people come in my house. So, you know. Because it represents. Because it represents her. Her. So one of the things that, you know, we were talking and, you know, we usually throw out some questions. You know, we just, you know, we get together with other married couples and we'll do questions and then we'll have some fun. And somebody asked a question and, you know, my response was, uh, you know, I had to, I had to learn how to operate in what she sees chaotic. I didn't see it that way. Operating in a chaotic situation. Right. From her point of From view. From her point of view. Okay. So now, now I understand when she says, hey, I need this done, is because she's running through 10 different things in her mind. And it's like, okay, now I can move. Or I already, like now, I already know, like if we have somebody over, I already know what to do because I already know what she's looking for. Right. And I know that if it's not what she's looking for, she'll come behind me and do it. And I'm okay with that. I don't take offense. Right. Come exactly. behind me, but I'm going to try to do it right the first time. So, um, you know, I would say for the most part, um, you know, it's just like a level of patience that we continue to try to have for each other. And getting to really know um, who that person is and understanding right. uh, them. And, and I can tell you this, this from my, um, our experience, and I'm sure Monica would agree, you know, we're 30 plus years in this um, journey that we're on mm -hmm. and um, we still struggle with that. Yeah. And I'm just now learning how to read her and understand her. Yeah. You know, uh, there was a time where she would complain about work or this or that. And um, I'm a fixer. Right. Mm -hmm. So I mean, we all are. We, we, we all are. Okay. We try to fix it, right? Because yeah. I mean, by, by <laughs> trade, I'm a project manager, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So I was looking at my wife as a project. She come to me with a problem. I'm like, all right, here's what you need to do. Right. It took me years mm -hmm. and years and years to figure out. Just shut up and listen. Yes. Yeah. That's it. You don't have to say nothing. You don't have <laughs> yeah. to come up with a plan. You don't have to say do this, this, and this. Yeah. She just wants you to listen. Yep. And that's something that, and that goes back to your point about communication. I, absolutely. Like I, even now I still try to, cause I'm a fixer too. I'm like, I, I'm like, let's just, whatever it is, we can address it right now. But it's like, no, it's not going to work like that. Like her, um, recently her aunt passed okay. and we were having yeah. a conversation about mm -hmm. something. And usually, you know, we, in our communication, we don't over talk each other. We try to like, um, we, you know, try to respect each other. But right. I noticed that she just kept talking. So mm. I had to stop because I would try to jump in when she got silent. Women like to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I try to, well. When you, when you got that opening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried to jump in when I had that opening. But I realized that she needed to vent. Yes. So it it, it really takes so self-awareness to listen and to say, like, I really just need to be quiet. So in that moment, I was quiet, even in her pauses. Wow. And then when when I realized she was done venting, I mean, she was talking, stop, talking, stop, tears, stop. Mm -hmm. um, I had realized, okay, she's talking. She just needs to get this out. So let yes. me yes. let me um, let me be quiet. And and another thing I wanted to add to your question is, 
you know, early on, we, we, we talked about our communication style. Like we're not going to be yelling at each other. That's, that's right. not going to work for right. me. Not an option. Right. It's, it's, um, it has an effect on her. And also for me, that's how I communicated in my first marriage. And I knew I did not want to communicate this way. Right. So like, we get frustrated with each other, of course. I mean, you know, sometimes I, it's natural. Yeah, it's natural, and I frustrate my wife almost every day. <laughs> but, but you know, and that's and, thank you for hanging <laughs> And I encourage, you know, I encourage married couples like change your communication style. Yelling is not going to fix anything. Correct. You will still be heard being very direct. Like she can be very direct with me, <laughs> and I hear her loud and clear because it one you don't want to see that you don't want your children to see that and two, Correct. like you just don't like this. It's not getting nowhere. So if we do feel, cause it's a natural reaction to get frustrated with Correct. somebody that's not either agreeing with you or listening to you, especially the person that you, you know, committed to. Because we want that, don't we? We, we yeah. want everyone to buy into our philosophy, our point of view, you yeah, know, I because mean, we think we know it all. Right. You, I mean, at the end of the day, we're both trying to be heard and understood. Correct. There you so, go. Great um, point. If we feel like, it's getting heated or if she says, Hey, I just need time to process this. Even if I'm mad, because again, me, I'm like, let's just get this out the way. So we don't have to deal with it. But I had to learn through time out. Uh, yeah. I had to, I had to learn through conversations and through situations that she needs time to process it, to understand both perspectives. Okay. So at first it was hard for me to understand that. Cause I'm like, yo, like, Let's just get it over with me. She's like, no, I don't operate like that. Like we have to. She went. You wanted to check it off your list, didn't you? I did. Yeah, I wanted to. You see, that's <laughs> what we do. You want to check it off your list. I just, I just, and hate, move on. Yeah, I just, I don't like that. I don't like that feeling. Yeah, like, yeah. You know the feeling like, know. when you you arguing with your. That's what I've, people talking about. Oh, I went all day without speaking to my spouse, so we ain't talking two weeks. And I'm like, two no, weeks? no, 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 no. It's nothing worth that. I mean, we'd have made a lifelong commitment. Exactly, it's, it's right. nothing worth arguing with your spouse for for two weeks. If it's that big, go to counseling. If it, if it requires that, but at the end of the day, again, you're not not to make it like about death, but you're not promised. Like you don't want that. You to don't happen. I've heard a story from someone I know personally who um, a family member of theirs, husband and wife were arguing, holding grudges against each other. I mean. They had a blowout that same day. The husband fell down the steps, passed away. Whoa. Now she had to live with that for the rest of her life. That was the last thing that, that she That was remembered. the last thing she remembered. So when I you know, hear stories like that and I heard that story, it makes me say, okay, if she needs time, she needs time. If, if it's 24 hours, give her 24 hours. But at the end of the day, I'm going to still show you love. I'm going to still you know, be there. I, don't, you know, I, I told her, I don't care how mad. We are. I'm not sleeping on no sofa, like, I, <laughs> not for not for a house that I pay bills in. And she exactly. understands. So we mad. Work it out. We got a king size bed. We just gonna Work be in the out. bed together. We together. Better together. Better together. The reason for there the we show. Go. So. Wow. The reason for the show. Look here, man. I, uh, I, you know, I, I, as I opened up, I said this is uh, my first one, but um, and I didn't script anything out. But I knew that two you put two good brothers together who are men of faith, and it would all work out. I enjoyed uh, this conversation. I'm time, man. The time is flying by. Yeah. So uh, uh, <laughs> let's end on that note. Better together. Christopher Massey, man. I love you, brother. 
Love you your too, song, sir. man. Appreciate it. And uh, I want to, uh, um, uh, I know Monica's, yeah, I'd love to join you guys on those uh, marriage things that you have at your house. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because maybe you need some old, you know, people with gray hair. <laughs> maybe we'll come in there and give out two sets. You, you young guys. Yeah, yeah. You I'll, I'll definitely let you guys know. Definitely let us know. So, uh, so thank you again, brother. No problem. Uh, appreciate, uh, I hope the uh, our, our listening audience, um, as it were, would uh, I hope that you enjoyed this uh, conversation. And uh, just stay tuned. Um, right now we're going to be doing this on a monthly basis. Um, and um, wherever you find your podcast, uh, look for us uh, better together from a man's perspective. Um, and I appreciate you giving us a little bit of time to to chop it up, Chris and I. And uh, I think I really uh, we need to tag team this. We, uh, you know, I think you, you know we got to work something out, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I talk to your agent. Okay, all right, do. all right. Thank you guys. Uh, I mean, enjoyed it, Chris. Appreciate you, brother. No Tell problem. Brittany. Uh, 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 thank you for uh, uh, letting, letting you out of the house for for an hour to hang out. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right, and I want to give thanks to my lovely wife, Monica Butler, who is here uh, in the yeah. studio with us uh, recording this. She said, absolutely, I'm coming. <laughs> so uh, thank you, guys. Be blessed. And um, I guess I can say have a great happy Mother's Day tomorrow. So take care. See you next time. Thanks for listening to Better Together from a Man's Perspective. If you enjoyed this podcast, please follow or subscribe on your favorite platform so you can stay up to date on new episodes. Better Together is sponsored by Redemption, Grace Extended, and The Real Price of Success. Buy it on Amazon or direct at www.thebartbutlerstory.com. Until next time.